0: A loving cup, a loving cup. We accept a uh, one of us. We accept a uh, one of us. Google
1: gobble, Google gobble.
0: We accept her, uh, we accept her. Uh. Google gobble, Google gobble. One of us. One of us. Google gobble. <laughs> they are going to make you one of them. My D cup. GoldenAgeHorror.com podcast. This week it's episode 20, Todd Browning's Freaks. Sorry about the echo if you can hear it. Remember to stay tuned after the show for more information or check out our website www.GoldenAgeHorror.com. Alright, so we're going to talk about uh, Todd Browning's 1932 movie Freaks, starring a bunch of uh, circus folk. Yes. What did you think of Freaks? Um, I thought it was very unique.
1: Pretty much yeah. like all the way, I don't think, I don't know if there ever been another movie like it, or if there was one like it before.
0: Well, in what sense?
1: Just like from like casting, like the the, well the for the fierce authenticity of the casting, first of all,
0: yeah, that seems well, unlikely. Yeah, that, I mean that certainly will never happen again, right? Because there's no way you can really, I mean, you really have to be in the 1930s to not see the uh, <clears throat> exploitation involved there. Yeah, especially when you're talking about people with like micro microcephaly or whatever it is when they're you know the pinheads. Right. Like those people can't make decisions about being in a movie. Yeah. So so clearly that yeah, in that sense there'll be an, never be another freaks. Plus there's no there's no freak shows really anymore either. No. It's a really
1: like, interesting choice to go to after Dracula.
0: Yeah. Um well, it's interesting, Todd Browning uh actually worked in a circus, the director of Dracula and, yeah. and Freaks. And uh two movie he was a silent movie director. He had, a, he had a career in the 20s, a pretty decent one. And he worked with Lon Chaney on a movie called The Unknown, which is about a circus. and uh, There's freak shows in it, I believe. And there's another one. He made another movie too, I believe, called um, The Unholy Three, which is another crime movie that involves sideshow pictures. So it seemed like a sideshow oddity. So this seems like it was kind of the... Uh, I think he kind of liked making these crime circus movies.
1: Yeah. Maybe he just liked the circus a lot.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just... I think it was just... Uh, some people like to make things about their lives, and to, I think this was his life when he was really young, when he was younger. Todd Browning, anyway.
1: Yeah. Because he went to the circus as, like, a teen. Yeah. He, like, ran away and joined the circus. So,
0: or to something. him, it was... Yeah, it was probably, like, the uh defining part of his young life, and he just kept returning to it. But, um... Yeah, it definitely it, it's. I think it's one of the more distinct movies on the the list of the movies that we've been talking about, because the other movies tend to tend towards the gothic.
1: Yeah.
0: Where this movie, I think I'm sure there's a like I guess M doesn't, but this sort of falls into with M and Doctor Mabuse, and that it's more of a crime. With a crime story with some yeah. horror elements. In this case, the horror elements are almost all the casting.
1: Yeah. I guess. I guess, and that's only totally up to like I think your own. Right. Personal view on this matter. Right. Like, well I, I mean the, mo- I the didn't movie the movie was I didn't the find movie too, was
0: <laughs> too much of a horror movie. No, it's it I mean it's always called it's always it, unlike Emman Doctor Mabuse, it's always referred to as a horror movie.
1: And always I I saw that. I'm like I see that as a little weird and I'm like, i wonder if that is people just bringing their own
0: It I mean it certainly is.
1: <laughs> like personal I didn't see that much of a horror movie. I sort of, I guess, it's kind of there. There's like some horror staging, but it's more like there's the same amount of horror that would be in a revenge movie,
0: right? Like, but when the, the revenge movie is about like people with no legs slithering at you,
1: yeah. So, I mean,
0: yeah, no, hey, I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm just, I'm just, tr- I'm just playing devil's advocate, really. Yeah. I
1: suppose. So, I guess someone has to.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm, you know, there's a there. Um, this is, I think there's a quote from a critic and I don't know if it's on the Wikipedia page it, that might be where I read it or I read a bunch of other stuff about it today but I couldn't tell you who the critic was or anything um, but the quote was something like it took it, would t- it took a uh, weak mind to make freaks and a strong stomach to watch it from a contemporary critic yeah so the reason the movie was shelled for th- like 30 years or so was mainly I think because of um people's own prejudices people's prejudices against yeah against people who are different than them <laughs> yes Yes, and I, I for a long time I avoided the movie because I knew that, um. I knew that it would make me uncomfortable, you know. Yeah, yeah. I watched it. I mean, it was actually it was not as bad as I thought it was going to be. The most, the most, um, I guess upsetting part or whatever wasn't wasn't actually the the cast members. It was the the very suspenseful setup of uh the fate of Cleopatra.
1: Oh, like what she,
0: what? Yeah, I mean, not not how she ended up exactly, but the the way they it's a they i think that's brilliant how they set it up in the beginning like, where they they don't actually show her they just they warned her over to the uh like the little stall where they keep her yeah and then and they like set it up or like blah 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 and then they cut right right back to her being uh you know her whole self
1: on the trapeze
0: yeah but you don't you don't. obviously you don't so the whole movie you're you are building to this to what you know you don't even know what but you're, it's building something horrible you know that for sure
1: the, the horrible thing was Man. Man was the yeah. monster again.
0: Yeah, Man is the most dangerous game. Once again. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, the plot of Reeks is, uh, pretty simple. Um, I suppose. It's, it's a sort of, uh, it's a mixture of slice of life bits uh, from the circus. Uh, mainly, mainly the, uh, the sideshow attraction folk. Um, and I'll, the main plot runs from, um, a trapeze artist named cleopatra and a strong man named I think uh, hercules, hercules <laughs> yep uh um and uh, their plot to seduce a midget named hans and t- steal poison him and steal his money uh and the they sort of run afoul with uh the freaks and their camaraderie and their code as they go as they as they as their plot unfolds yeah um Hmm. so yeah the, the movie's got some very uh, iconic moments in it
1: uh, mostly like the table part
0: yeah the table part the the uh, we accept you we accept you one of us yeah the loving cup
1: especially the one of us part I think mm-hmm.
0: well isn't there what's, what is the other part what, what is the uh um, I don't remember. There's, they say something. They say like a nonsense word that goes with it, isn't it?
1: Like Google Gabble?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. That's or Gabble it. Google? Yeah. Yep. From there, I just, I always, uh, the Ramon song Pinhead is always what comes to mind there.
1: Yeah, like for the, <laughs> that almost comes off as a weird part for Most of the movie just has to portray them as regular people who happen to be, like, not have a torso. Yeah. Or only a torso.
0: Yeah. There's the armless, legless guy who who's, who smokes a cigarette. Yeah. And apparently uh rolled it as well.
1: Yeah, they were just like... That whole scene is like him smoking a cigarette while they just kind of go about their business.
0: I guess that guy fathered five children. Good for him. <laughs> Certainly.
1: Like, 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 you know, that part's just like them talking about, like, circuit... They're just talking about... They're talking shop. Mm-hmm. They're not like, you know wringing their hands and like menacing at the camera.
0: Right. I mean they're not They're I, the not the mo- villains. Yeah, the, and the movie doesn't make them the villains, or doesn't I don't think the movie tends to make them the villains. Definitely the villains are Cleopatra and Hercules.
1: Yeah. The murderers. Uh,
0: yeah, for sure. <laughs> Although there is that the the moment at the end things are uh uh inverted when the freaks take their revenge on Cleopatra and Hans, for sure.
1: Yeah, but that just that's just like a revenge movie. That's not
0: It is a revenge movie, but there's certainly uh, you know, calling them good guys is a little more questionable, right?
1: Right. Well, there's there's more like there's menace, you know. It's mm-hmm. not.
0: Well, I, I think it was intended to be horrifying as well, especially yeah. like what we talked about before, like the people without legs and stuff, uh, working their way through the mud, things like that. Like it's very, um, it's it's meant to be unsettling for sure.
1: And I think, I think all revenge films are meant to be unsettling eventually, because you need to return it on the. like the antagonist is typically in the position of power they need to eventually lose their position of power and be in a weak spot so Mm -hmm. in a sense it's often portrayed from the like the audience is seeing it from their perspective the audience has to feel like a sense of horror even if it's from people they were comfortable with most of the movie
0: yeah 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 so this movie was uh, it basically disappeared for 30 years Um, it was such a it was a giant failure apparently
1: Oh really? <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: not 19- not not the follow up to Dracula that um, Paramount or whoever, whomever had in mind. I don't believe this is Universal, but Maybe it is.
1: <laughs> not the um, 1930s crowd pleaser. He was hoping it'd yeah, be. It's, it's
0: MGM. No, it is. It was not. <laughs> um, actually, they cut it after they screened it once, and they cut about 30 minutes from it. After that, and that 30 minutes is lost. But there's some interesting stuff in there. Um, I guess there's the part where. Um, the the end is the end scene the the revenge scene is is extended uh. so that uh you see more of um you see like them converge on cleopatra after a tree falls on her or something also there's a scene afterwards of hercules singing uh soprano okay so the implication is they they uh, castrated him yeah um and the the ending bit with uh where uh, hans and frida is that her name Yes, are reunited that was taken on after the fact as well so it just originally it was an even grimmer ending or a much grimmer ending I suppose yeah uh, and it just seemed like it was too much for contemporary audiences <laughs> the whole the whole uh, kit and caboodle
1: that makes sense mm-hmm
0: mm. So the uh, story was adapted from a, uh, no, a short story, or n- yeah, a short story called Spurs, which is uh, apparently not that similar. Um, it, so
1: it's more like inspired by. Yeah
0: the uh, the the big revenge that the midget character takes is that she, he makes the the conniving woman carry him from one end of France to the other on her shoulders oh okay and uh, I don't think there it's even set in Circus but I have not read it so I couldn't I couldn't give you that for sure
1: I like the part where like the turn begins and they're in the carriage and like that guy one guy just takes out the knife and then they like it kind of switches back and then it shifts back and like the other guy's just polishing a gun <laughs> I like
0: that a lot yeah yeah, there's a lot of the the there's a lot of um the structure of the movie is actually pretty interesting. Like, there's a lot of side plots. The, the movie breathes a lot more than uh, some of the other movies, I think. Like, uh, with character moments, I guess.
1: Yeah, it has character moments. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's like eighty percent character moments, <laughs>
0: which is different than a lot of these movies. Like, most of these movies are really over the top gothic type movies. Yeah, and, and the like you think of Dracula and Frankenstein and movies like that, and the sets are big the the stories are large and sort of um, the characters are abstracted yeah where this this is kind of the opposite they take these very strange looking people and make them into you know make them seem like real people because they're just real people right exactly
1: also no rubber bats or anything
0: no rubber bats no one runs out and waves a rubber bat in anyone's face <laughs> it just it doesn't it doesn't really feel like the same movie as uh, the same um, director could have done both movies
1: no because Dracula is very like workman like run of the mill let's make a movie
0: it, 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 and, and then they made it yeah well yeah I mean there people have uh, there's just there's all kinds of dispute as to how much Todd Browning actually did Dracula like he might have apparently been drunk and just had Carl Fround, who was a cinematographer do the most of Dracula yeah oh. but no, <laughs> no one's really like that's not that's apocryphal you know yeah. Like that's that's stories that people have been telling since then, but it's very possible. I have not seen the unknown or the unholy three, which is the two Lon Chaney Todd Browning collaborations. Yeah. Which are circus crime type movies, but I'm definitely gonna be watching those soon. Um this should be interesting to watch. I don't know how similar they'll be to Freaks or if you'll be able to see Dracula. Uh, elements see of Dracula kind in them.
1: Of, See what kind of directory it really is? Yeah. If
0: he's, yeah, uh, Lon Chaney was actually supposed to be Dracula. The, you know, Lon Chaney Senior. Uh, he have he have Phantom of the Opera. Um, the Man of a Thousand Faces. There. Uh, yeah. Are you familiar with him? No. Yeah. Um, his son is the Wolfman.
1: I I knew one. Of, I knew Lon Chaney to be the Wolfman. I know which one it was.
0: Yeah, he, uh, Lon Chaney Senior died in 1930. Lon Chaney Senior is famous for his uh his his makeup that he did himself. Yeah. You know, uh, you've seen the famous Phantom of the opera makeup, the original one. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he did that. I mean, that's that's I guess that's the most famous one probably. So you have, you haven't really been effusive with your praise of it. Did you What do you mean effusive? You Uh do you didn't you don't seem like you loved it or particularly liked it. I thought this would be one of the ones you liked more than the other ones.
1: I do like it more than the most of the other ones. Mm-hmm. I just uh when I say something like it's more interesting it has I think this movie has still has relevance in the year twenty fifteen for sure, I don't think ninety percent of these other movies do mm-hmm well, I think most. Or, I think most of them are like a there's like a passing curiosity to most of them, but they don't have a real strong relevance
0: i don't I mean I don't think they ever really did they're purely uh, entertainment,
1: yeah they're you know they're kind of schlocky blockbuster stuff,
0: yeah well some of them
1: yeah some of them I mean that's some of them are real movies yep I think this is a real
0: movie
1: hmm but and that doesn't that's not to discount entertainment right entertainment has its place Mm -hmm. it's entertaining people like it
0: I like it to be entertained
1: yeah everyone likes to be entertained you know, it doesn't have to be you know high art or culturally re- culturally relevant to be enjoyable.
0: Well, I certainly I don't know about the culture relevant, but I, I find the high art distinction to be uh, absurd.
1: Yeah. Or or, high art-
0: or 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 um, you know, self-created and a self-fulfilling prophecy. I don't know. Like it, it doesn't. Uh...
1: High art. High art is just classism because yeah. it requires you to have pe- grand pianos mm-hmm. and stuff the poor of the world can't afford.
0: Yeah. People are playing squash.
1: Yeah, high art is for six-digit, six-figure incomes. Mm-hmm. It's just classism, mostly. But you know what I mean.
0: Mm-hmm. No, I, I know exactly. I, I agree.
1: You can you can set out with the goal to make art, even though everything is already art. Some people, you know, have the clear distinction of making art, or believing they are.
0: Yeah, and I I, I you know that. That's fine. It's fine to want to make art,
1: even though even if you don't want to, you're still making. It. You get trapped. You get tricked. You can't now make art.
0: I mean, you're, you're making art no matter what. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, you know. And Freaks was not trying to be high art, but I think in a way, no. in a way, it, I mean, it's 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 certainly gonna. I mean, how many high art pictures from nineteen thirty-two can you name?
1: It comes off as very personal. Yeah. When, you, when I saw that, when I read that he was like, went, like went, ran away to the circus when he was like 16, and like, oh, <laughs> he puts this movie into like, a bigger perspective and it explains a lot of the humanism. Because coming off the back of like 17 or whatever, 20 of these movies, I expect this to be highly exploitative mm-hmm. and just like, oh, I, I was expecting to get really uncomfortable watching this yeah. because of the, like the treatment that the people would receive yeah
0: and maybe that that plays into my like unconscious desire not to want to see this movie for a long time yeah
1: i thought i was gonna be really uncomfortable like you know like in a, you get afraid of the movie it's just gonna be racist like constantly yeah
0: yeah I, That's, I, yeah the
1: same kind of place of fear it's
0: constantly pits of um you know mentally challenged people hurting hurting themselves or something yeah but, uh, or just
1: being just <laughs> shot with like a slow menace <laughs> Yeah.
0: But uh, actually, like, that ends up not being even really an issue when you watch the movie.
1: No, they're portrayed very just... I mean, that is part of their identity, obviously. Mm-hmm. But it shows that, they, you know, they still function. They're just like...
0: They're getting by the best they can.
1: They're just people. Yep. Maybe, hey, you know, a, no legs, no arms, still got smoke, you know? And I think it does a very good job of doing that, which is a massive compliment for this movie. Mm-hmm.
0: Especially given the time period in which it was made
1: yeah when you know
0: they had free shows I
1: them having issues with you know portrayal in the year 2015 people still have issues with portrayal of people who are not straight white men right it's related
0: to what we're talking it about it is related to what we're talking about yeah. Thanks for listening to episode twenty of the GoldenAgeHard.com podcast. You can visit our website for more information, articles, and show notes. My first ebook is out on Amazon. It's called All Godless Here. If you liked our podcast, leave us a rating review on iTunes. If you don't want to miss an episode, join our mailing list at our website, or you can like us on Facebook at facebook.com/allgodlesshere. Follow me on Twitter at the Water Method or Andrew at Pizza Pranks. Andrew's website is www.pizzapranks.com. Our theme music is the Swan Lake Dub by Dubology. Next week we're talking about either Son or Frankenstein or King Kong, depending on which one Andrew feels like watching this week. Thanks for listening. Again, that website is www.BoldNageHorror.com.